in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Peltner. In today's program I have an interview about the healthcare system in Germany and a portrait about the Bremen-based band Trum. So stay tuned. But first, the news. Radio Goethe Magazine. The news with Nina Paula. Berlin. German Chancellor Angela Merkel still remains optimistic that her CDU will win the federal election in the end of September. Speaking to reporters, she said her party still had every possibility of winning the federal election and forming the next government in a coalition with the business-friendly liberal Free Democratic Party, FDP. Merkel insisted that voters saw her party and the FDP as best placed to lead Germany out of a steep economic downturn. Last week, Merkel's conservatives suffered a double blow when support slumped by more than 10 points for the CDU in the states of Saarland on the French border and Thuringia in the former communist East. Although the CDU remains the largest party in both states. Berlin An OECD report on child welfare in Germany and other developed nations has found that despite massive government spending, one in six German children is living in relative poverty. The most troubling result is that Germany is one of the biggest spenders in the OECD in this area, but somehow Germany also has one of the highest percentages of children living in relative poverty. From birth to the age of 18, Germany spends over 100,000 euros on every child. This is up to 20% more than other OECD nations spend for child welfare. The report suggests that the participating countries could learn from one another. In Denmark, for example, half of the money on child welfare goes directly to the parents and the other half is invested in funds. With that pattern, in Denmark, only one in every 40 children lives in relative poverty. Berlin. Germany's popular car scrapping bonus program has reached the limits of its budget. The only hope for Germans still hoping to take advantage of the deal is to get on the waiting list. The car scrapping bonus entitled car owners to trade in cars over the nine years for a 2,500 euro bonus towards a newer fuel efficient vehicle. The government has announced there are no plans to extend or replace the cash for clunkers premium. However, the Federal Office of Economics and Export Control announced that a waiting list of 15,000 people will be maintained in case any current applicants who have been given the chance to receive the bonus don't actually claim the money. Berlin. German authorities have arrested Verena Becker, a former leftist terrorist of the RAF, for her suspected role in the murder of West German federal prosecutor Siegfried Buback. A new investigation into the shooting in 1977 was launched last year based on DNA evidence. According to the arrest warrant, Becker made essential contributions to the preparation and execution of the attack. Two other men escorting Bubak were also killed. Becker's DNA was found on the envelope in which a letter claiming responsibility for the assassination was sent by the RAF. 
Such a discovery would not have been possible with the forensic technology available to investigators 32 years ago. The current discussion in the United States about the healthcare reform of President Barack Obama is always as well about the so-called socialistic European healthcare systems. It sounds like those systems are totally broken and Americans wouldn't want them. So I called Franz Knieps, who is head of the Department for Healthcare and Health Insurance at the Federal Health Ministry in Germany. Mr. Kneeps, currently there is a big discussion in the United States about the healthcare reform in this country. Are you following this and what do you think about the debate? Oh, yes. I, yes, I do. Because I'm very interesting what's happening in, in the U.S. system. Uh, it's a, an interesting system with uh, possible the most uh, scientific and research-based system in the world. On the other side, with a lot of problems... Uh, uninsured people, underinsured people, very fragmented compared to uh, the European, the continental system, which cover everyone in the country. Many people who are opposing President Obama's health care plan warn about and point to the, how they call it, socialistic European health care systems. Do you see the German system as a socialistic system? Could it be a model for the United States? No, I don't think that we have uh, socialized medicine or a communist system. I think uh, that's only propaganda made by those people who are not familiar with uh, the German system or the British system or the French uh, system and who are not willing to share uh, the common values of global access to health care, good quality for all, and so on. Uh, I'm not sure that... An, an Uh, a foreign healthcare system can be a model for, for any country uh, all over the world. But there are some interesting principles, some interesting ideas uh, where U.S. citizens could learn from uh, Europeans. On the other hand, we learn from uh, the U.S. healthcare system, for example, introducing managed care elements or managed competition in, in our system. What is the history behind the German healthcare system? When was it founded? How was it established? And how did it change over the years? It was founded in 1883 by the former Chancellor Bismarck. He had the idea to give uh, health insurance, pension insurance, and uh, accident insurance, work accident insurance to all working people. Uh, and step by step, Uh, the whole population uh, was covered by the system up to now where 90% of the population are covered by a statutory health insurance system, a public system, but uh, the system works on mainly private principles. The rest of the population, uh, self-employed people, civil servants, soldiers, policemen, and high-income people uh, are privately insured, but the private insurance works similar to the public insurance in our system. So step by step, uh, the whole population is covered in Germany by the system. The last gap was closed only two years ago. Uh, we had some 200 up to 300,000 uninsured, which uh, got the right to come back in the insurance system. 
as I said, it was done step by step. It started with blue-collar workers, then they covered white-collar workers, then they covered handicapped persons, retired persons, then they uh, covered students and other smaller uh, group in the society. But now it covers totally 100% of the population. It, the system started with a very, very limited benefit package. It in 1883, it includes only cash benefits after uh, an, a working in accident or uh, during a long-time disease. Uh, now, the cash benefits uh, are only 7% of the whole benefit package. The major benefits are benefits in kind. So in Germany, you get a... Uh, small IT card, and with that card, with your insurance card, you can go to any doctor you like, uh, a primary care physician or a specialist, if it's necessary. It covers hospital treatment without any li limit, any financial limit, but uh, uh, without any time limit. So the health insurance pays also for, for long-term care. If you need that, they pay for drugs, they pay for medical devices, they pay for treatment by non-medical specialists if you, for example, are not able to speak fluently, if you need rehabilitation or spa, the system pays for it. Uh, with uh, Compared to other countries, low rate of uh, co-payments and deductibles between 10 and 15% of uh, the health care costs are paid by co-payments in, in our system. A lot of people say the German system is too expensive and the patient has to pay more into the system than some years ago. How did this change over the years? So we can't work, run our system without any co-payments uh, for two reasons. The first reason is, is a fiscal reason. So uh, we need the money from co-payment uh, to produce high quality. Otherwise, premium rates would rise up to uh, 20%, for example. And that w uh, means labor costs are rising. So the dependence uh, of premium rates uh, and la labor costs are one of the problems. The second is uh, the moral hazard phenomenon. So we found out uh, that a lot of people uh, think everything is free in that system, and they got services they don't need. And the doctors produced services which were medically not needed in, in that system. So co-payment is one of, of, of the instruments to work against moral hazard in that system, but just one instrument. The second is to introduce evidence-based medicine, a special committee, so-called joint committee uh, of representatives of the funds of the doctors' associations and also the hospital owners, defines the benefit package and clears which are the, the services uh, which are paid by the health insurance funds and which services are excluded because uh, they don't work, there, there is no evidence that they produce health, uh, and so on. If a person gets uh, health care insurance in Germany, what is covered? Does a single health care insurance cover everything, or do they need to choose a private insurance provider as well? No, no. The, the statutory health insurance covers everything which is medically necessary. Uh, so, for example, I don't have a... a, a I'm public insured in the system and I, I don't have a coinsurance. But if you have special wishes, 
which are uh, uh, directed to to more comfort in the system. For example, you want to have a treatment by a chief physician of a hospital, or if you have uh, special needs for homeopathic or other uh, complementary medical services, then you should buy uh, an, an, a co-insurance, a private co-insurance, or we al also allow the public to have their own uh, special insurance, uh, co-insurance system. But that's not a question of medical needs, that's a question of comfort. The insurance companies in the United States oppose President Obama's health care plans. What role do the insurance companies have in the German health care system? How are they organized? How are they participating in the debate about health care in Germany? Oh, that varies between the public and the private sector. 90% of the population is covered by uh, the public system. In, within the public system, we have some 180 independent health insurance funds of different types. They have a different history, but now they have to insure everyone and have to accept everyone and can't exclude people from insurance. They are persons of public law, but they work like a private enterprise. They are you could compare them to a private non-profit organization like Blue Cross, Blue Shield, or Kaiser Permanente in California. Uh, they, they are not making no profits, uh, but they work on their own economic base. There's a single premium rate now, 14.9% uh, of your income is paid, Half of them is paid by your employer, the rest is paid by you as an insured. Uh, and there's a risk-sharing system between the 186 different funds so that every fund gets the money which is necessary uh, to organize good care for uh, its enrollees. On the other side, the private health insurance funds There are some 40 private health insurance funds in Germany, only three major, or the rest are minor uh, funds. They are persons of private law, but half of them, they are also non-profit organizations. Uh, the difference is that uh, there is a, uh, the general possibility that private health insurance companies can work for profit, and two of the three major ones do so. The, the public funds are governed by a so-called self-administration. Elected representatives of the employers and the employees are responsible for uh, the, the strategy and general policy of a fund, and they are also responsible uh, for handling the money well in that uh, system, and they elect the CEO for, sec for six years. The private ones don't have that. Uh, there are private owners, large companies or smaller groups, and they decide which tariffs they should offer, uh, which services they should offer. They have more flexibility. But in the last few years, some major steps of healthcare reform uh, brought both systems close together. What is quite lacking in the American healthcare system is prevention. What role does prevention have in the German healthcare system? And with prevention, I mean everything from screenings to outreach programs to communities. Uh, that's a weak point of the German healthcare system because uh, health insurance funds are only responsible for 
limited range of prevention measures. For example, screenings, if uh, the Joint Committee decides uh, there's a value of a screening, then it's paid by the health insurance funds and organized by the funds and the doctors' association. But generally, prevention is a common task of every field of government and also society. For example, housing, traffic rules, nutrition, food, and so on. Uh, So it's very difficult to bring all the different stakeholders to one table that they uh, should decide on how to organize prevention, which are the main targets, which are the main instruments. So in in the German system, everyone does uh, something in prevention, but there's a lack of coordination on a national level, but also on a state level. Some communities... Some communities are doing a very good job, others don't do so, anything in, in, in prevention. So there's a lack of a prevention law. We, we tried it two times, but the states, the lender in Germany, were interested to, to get the money from the funds, from the pension funds, from the health insurance funds, but were not willing to give up their competence to organize prevention. And we said we are not willing to give them money from from federal tax money or uh, federal health insurance money if they are not willing to take part in a national strategy. But it takes time. In, in, in the German healthcare system, it takes 10 up to 15 years between a good idea and the realization and the implementation of that idea into uh, practice uh, so that everyone can get that. So you, you find very good examples in the, in the German prevention system, but it's not as systematic as the care and cure system is in Germany. Healthcare reform is a hot political topic in the United States. How is this debate in Germany? Oh, it's in Germany too. Uh, I call it a civil war. Every step uh, on healthcare reform is very, very controversial. But in the last seven or eight years, we have had an informal and later a formal uh, bipartisan uh, approach to that. So it was necessary because... Uh, in Germany, the role of the state government is very uh, strong, so we need to convince uh, the state governments uh, to go in the same direction we do. And therefore, uh, we had a very good contact to the other big party, the, the Christian Democratic Party, so that uh, we overwhelmed that fragmentation in health policy and we were able to make reforms against. Uh, the will of the stakeholders. So our health care reforms were also opposed by doctors, by health insurance companies, by the private health insurance uh, companies. But we did it. But but the the most important point was to talk to the other big party and then to say that's our common value, that's our common goal. And then... Uh, so we had the majority in both houses of the German Bundestag and the German Bundesrat. Now to some experimental tunes on Radio Goethe magazine. Raphael Smarsoch with a portrait of the Bremen-based band Trum. Talking about the German duo Trum, their name and offspring from an old German word meaning dream, one has to immediately think about the mystery of the drum. In 
music sciences the drone is considered to be a note or a chord which is sustained or permanently repeated throughout a musical composition or improvisation. Typical instruments which are related to the sound of a drone are for example the Scottish bagpipes or the hurdy-gurdy. Its origin can even be traced back to the 11th century. That means that the drone is a unique and timeless musical expression. Even transcriptions of ancient Greek music show that the drone was a common sonic element back then. The prelude to Richard Wagner's Rheingold belongs to the most popular drone pieces in the classical music world. Its arrangement offering a sustained E-flat chord which is held throughout the whole movement. In the 60s, Lamonte Young, the father of American minimal music, transferred the drone into the world of avant-garde composition and also connected it with his group Theater of Eternal Music to the electrified world of rock musics. Today, there is even an own experimental genre called drone music. Troom's music is perceived in this particular genre. Stefan Kappe, one half of Troom, explains his definition of the drone. The drone is for me the construction of a special atmosphere. To describe it concretely, one would say that it is a tone which is played or sustained for a very long time. But besides that, I think that it also is about creating a spherical wall of sound. That means that it does not necessarily must be just one tone, it can be more, of course. Maybe it sounds a little exaggerated, but I believe that drones can lead you into another state of mind, because when it comes to pure sound, there is a lack of common musical parameters like rhythm, melody or harmony. That, what you can rationally understand, is gone. You just get washed away by a sound. And this is a very basic idea in our music, to be drawn away by a sound. Stefan Kappe and Martin Glitsch have worked under the name Troom since 1997. Before that they were active in the vital German industrial scene with the influential trio Meyerot Tree. Their music always had a strong emotional quality conjured by thick walls of sound with hidden traces of melodic progressions fantastically executed on their recent release Ives. Trum, meaning dream in Old German, which is one of psychoanalysis' most important vehicles to venture into the unconscious mind, try to take this particular road too with their music. Therefore, the name Trum is also an abbreviation for Tiefenmusik reaching our unconscious minds, whereas Tiefenmusik is translated as music of the depths. Consequently, Trum try to open the gates to the world of the unconscious, forging a path to the archaic. For me a drone transports very fundamental emotions which are for example experienced in a prenatal state of being. 
For example, the symbiosis of mother and child, or the experience of a disunion, or maybe all different kinds of basic emotions like aggression, anger and love. In a certain way, our music is also very basic and the utilization of fundamental elements of sound and harmony is very accurately expressed in our compositions. Trum's music is realized by a simple instrumental lineup. On their homepage and on their recent CD Ives, the German duo stresses the fact that all of their tunes were made with analog equipment, rejecting the digital comfort of a computer. Guitar, bass, voice, even concrete sounds like field recordings or old vinyl crackles are used to evoke a transcendental listening experience. But this kind of approach shouldn't be confused with a severe dogmatism. Martin Glitch and Stefan Kappe admire the direct and sensitive approach to an instrument like a guitar, for example, where the sonic outcome of a musical event is directed by the player, immediately heard, and not abstractly calculated by a machine. They believe that this kind of procedure is a direct way to communicate emotion. It is very important for me to have a certain physical contact to the instrument and establish a connection between the sensitive feeling and its direct translation into sound. If I am working with a computer, it is not the same experience as if I would be playing an instrument. I am feeling its vibrations and have a direct relation to its sound. To time, people accuse Trum's music as being esoterical or even touching the corny territories of New Age music. Talking about transcendentalism and reaching the inner spheres of the mind by musical hypnosis, this kind of charge is understandable. But when it comes to production values, New Age music always relies on a very clean and polished sound, whereas Trum's drones, to state Martin Glitch, mostly have the right amount of dirt. Their compositions shifting between glacial soundscapes and raw, threatening walls of distorted sound particles, always finding a celestial equilibrium between those two poles. However, to say it in their own words, the music is dedicated to an unsurmountable emotion, which directly hits the listener and takes them away into unknown musical realms. Today's Radio Goethe magazine. Thanks for listening and please find me online at radiogoethe.org 
where you also can subscribe to our free podcast. I'm Arndt Peltner.